0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, your Ben Jarosky show. Oh, what a week it was. Sully, California, and the Gardner Apology Tour is brought to you by the Chicago Federation of Labor, SEIU Healthcare, Illinois, Indiana, the Chicago Teachers Union, and Chicago Reader chicagoreader.com for all things there is to know the city of chicago where to go what to do what to eat what to drink what kind of pot to smoke and so much more including columns from our very own ben jarofsky ben i'm going to be asking you about your latest chicago reader column a little later on but go check it out chicagoreader.com and if you want to help out this program you can chicagoreader.com forward slash Jarovsky. that's j-o-r-a-v as in victory S K Y and you can become a binhead, Frank. You'll be very proud of me. I remembered to do the song of the week before the show starts. So here we go. Ben, your song of the week from Frank comes from Donna Summer. Bad girls, bad girls. Bad girls. <laughs> I'm about your bad, bad girls. Beep beep, oh, beep, beep.
1: <laughs> I did the beep beep part. Pretty that was pretty good. good. That was very yeah. good, actually. Can we hear beep, one more beep. time? Okay, t- I gotta get to the beep beep oh, beep, yeah. Beep. Yeah. beep beep I'll just do the beep beeps and you sing Ready? Beep beep, go Uh, bad girls Oh my God. Did, did Donna Summer just reappear in the studio?
0: Your Ben Jarofsky show Starts now It is Friday September 17th and live from my apartment and his attic, this is the Ben Jarofsky Show's Oh What A Week, Sully, California, and the Gardner Apology Tour. And now your host, will be having his own apology tour for that <laughs> song he just sang. <laughs> Chicago
1: Raider columnist, ba- uh, Bad Boy, Ben Jarofsky. Hello everybody, Bendrowski here, we're calling this Atonement Day Friday, and here's why. My God, there's some huge like explosion sounds coming up from outside my house, D. I don't know what that is, but let's just pretend it doesn't exist.
0: Well, I've learned in the, in the city of Chicago, the 4th of July, it never ends, really. After the 4th of July, it just goes on until the
1: next 4th of July. Yeah. It could have been firecrackers. I don't know what it was. It could have been uh, the construction project going on, ongoing construction project uh, outside of my home. Anyway, that happened as I came on. And Before I turn things over to Dennis, I just want to say, uh, we took the day off yesterday uh, because it was uh, Yom Kippur, the holiest day, the Jewish calendar. As you guys know, I talk about this a lot. I'm I'm not observant in any way. I've got my issues with all religions. Uh, So I'm not a practitioner of any faith, but uh, I was born Jewish and proud Jew in this country. So... I said, you know, D, I think I'll just take the day off. And the, do, the Yom Kippur Day of Atonement is the day you're supposed to reflect on, on all your sins and the things you do wrong, the things you should do better. So I think I'll just take the day off. I'm not going to go to services or anything. So I went for a long walk, D. And uh, I was thinking about all the stuff I do wrong and how I want to do better this year. And one thing led to another. <laughs> I wound up at the local library and I went up to the nonfiction section and I got down. I can't believe I did this in my day when I was supposed to be reflecting. I got down uh, Jeffrey Toobin's book, Vast Conspiracy, about the Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky uh, scandal and the impeachment. I'm obsessively following Ryan Murphy's uh, Show uh, dramatic reenactment of that, which I think is really excellent. I urge everybody to watch it. Uh, and so there I was. D I was supposed to be like separated from what I used to usually do, and deep in reflection. And what am I doing? I'm reading about Clinton and Lewinsky. You can't help yourself. I cannot help myself. By the way, it's a perv writing about a perv. Just pointing that out, Jeffrey Tubin. <laughs> okay, oh yeah, yeah. Tubin right hand, on. Jeffrey Tubin hand. Yeah, it's too
0: Let's hear hear your Bill Clinton impression, by the way. What's that? Let's hear your Bill Clinton
1: impression, by the way. Uh, I did not have sex with that woman. Uh, Dr. D is a great guy. I knew him down in Alton. We had a hot dog together, but I did not (laughs) inhale that mustard. Clinton, you're the biggest fraud and phony in the world. Oh, Ben, uh, you know, uh, Ben, and, oh my God, dude. Now that there are definitely moving something, it's heavy machinery coming in, moving something. Excellent. I, I'm like, the, the Excellent. is shaking. <laughs> Oh, the house is shaking I guess they're oh, not fan. Go. Maybe maybe they're listening
0: to the show As they do whatever they're doing And they realize that They're kind of being a nuisance Hopefully that'll happen
1: Yeah, I don't know Yeah, maybe they are listening to the show In which case Hello, fellas Hello, guys How you doing? Anyway uh, Jeffrey Tubin's book uh, He may be a perv But uh, at least He lays out pretty much You know, just all the details And I, I, I'm gonna have to do a deep dive On this one, D I find it absolutely fascinating At so many levels I could talk about it forever but you know what? It's oh, what a week. So it's not a time to talk about some events that took place in 1996, 1997, and 1998. It's a time to talk about what is taking place right now. Without further ado, I turn things over to the man, the myth, the legend, the pride of joy of Alton and without whom the show would be possible. And as Jeffrey Tubin will tell you, back <laughs> home in Alton. <laughs> They call him Dr. D.
0: Take it away, young man. Hey, what's going on? I'm Dennis. Let's find out what happened in Chicago and or Illinois this week. We begin in Illinois, and we begin with the man who loves the state of Illinois more than anyone in the world, Governor J.B. Pritzker.
2: Don't believe me? Well, consider these facts. The first cell phone was invented here.
1: So was the first television remote control. Okay, we believe you, sir. We believe you. Uh, <laughs> why don't i nah, first cell phone developed in illinois i don't know, do you believe that d i mean are Come you on. calling our governor a liar right now well i mean i don't know maybe he was given wrong information you know it could you be heard, possible that they gave him the wrong information
0: you heard it here first on the ben Jarofsky show jamie pritzker is a liar
1: <laughs> <laughs> i did not say that uh no further questions the witness may step down but but, but your honor The governor was hustling this week. On
2: Monday, he announced his new child care initiative. With this new program, Illinois is allowing more people to look for jobs and return to work without having to worry about where their kids will go during the day. That's good for people. That's good for businesses. But JB, what kind of industry is this? It's an industry where staff, mm. most of whom are women, have historically been underpaid. So in the coming months, Illinois will also be sending a bonus of up to a thousand dollars to everyone who works in a child care center or child care home in Illinois.
1: Bonus, yes. But by the way, may I take that opportunity to go on a tangent? Uh about our bonus about interviews the- this weekend? Y- yes.
0: For sure. Tell us what you can uh, expect at chicagoreader.com forward slash Jorofsky or wherever else you download your favorite podcast this weekend's Benny J. Bonus oh. Interviews. Go ahead.
1: Yes, thank you. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm proud of all my our bonus interviews, but this weekend, folks, this is this is only on the Ben Jurowski Show. We have two Davids and a Rosanna. Uh, David Ferris, outstanding job. Just interviewed him today talking about the California recall election, the madness, the Republicans. Uh, and then he explains uh, the showdown between France and the United States. Only David Ferris can explain that. Really good stuff with David Ferris. David Glowatz will be doing a city council synopsis. Nice, uh, and we're going to drop that as a bonus. Usually, he's on like on a Tuesday or Thursday, but it didn't work out with the schedule, so we're doing that as a bonus. So he's throwing uh, clips that, to the to, to Nate uh, DJ Nate. will be getting the clips, and uh, yes, can DJ we hear what Nate, that? Can go. we hear what that may sound like uh, when they listen to that? Oh, uh, Nate, uh, will oh, he call him DJ Nate or Nate? DJ Nate, uh, play the, uh, Raylo clip. And then, uh, DJ Nate's kind of quiet. He's not like you. He's kind of a, you know, quiet guy to just, I'm trying to you know, talk a little more DJ. I play the I spin the music. Uh, so DJ, you know, push the button and uh, play it. So, yeah, glow. we haven't done that one yet. So I, I'm sure it'll be great, but uh, we haven't done that yet. And Rosanna Rodriguez-Sanchez, Alderman of the 33rd Ward. Uh, we'll be talking about the trials and tribulations of being uh, a Democratic Socialist. I love my Democratic Socialist Alderman of the Chicago City Council. They take strong, bold stands. They're not afraid to stick their necks out. And uh, so uh, Rosanna Rodriguez-Sanchez. So, D, what a lineup of great lefties and journalists and good Chicago political talk and national political talk. Very proud of our bonus. I just took that opportunity to mention that. Hey, uh, it works. So back to JB Brisker. Uh, something else I did. Yes. I'm with you 100 percent, JB, on your initiatives to spend government money on people who really need the money as opposed to government subsidies on rich people who don't need the money. And then I'll refer everybody back to the Michael Girardi song Shadow Budget, which, of course, uh, is about the TIFF program. That's the shadow budget where they divert millions and millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars every year. And then they farm it out to rich, powerful people who don't need it. And then they pretend it's all for your good economic development. People, (laughs) I had this comment to uh, David Ferris. D, I'm a little ashamed of it. I have a confession to make. I kind of put down my fellow Chicagoans. Oh, my God. Don't tell any old mullet. Don't tell Micah I did it. I basically said the voters of Chicago are really dumb. Oh, Uh, that That's new. (laughs) That's new. You never do that. Insult his listeners. Rush Limbaugh right now is somewhere is going, you don't do that. Ah, Ben, don't do that. (laughs) Rush Limbaugh. That's who I get my advice from. Uh, So anyway, J.B. Prince, I applaud you for that. Uh, The other thing I did a lot of yesterday... Uh, confession time was listened to endless amounts of Norm McDonald uh, <laughs> clips. On. It's funny, like everybody turned into me this week. I, right. all, I've, list, I've listened to all those Norm McDonald YouTube videos. So I have to share this uh, Dennis story. He'll appreciate this. This goes back to our days at the radio station whose name I can't remember, and they fired I me. It
0: was WCPT eight
1: twenty, where facts matter. And as a matter
0: of fact, they did fire
1: you. <laughs> Something I have in common with Norm Macdonald, by the way, I really bonded with Norm Macdonald because he got fired from uh, the news update on Saturday Night Live because he just didn't tell her. You know, the boss said, oh, could you you not say, uh, could you go a little easier on Rom? Oh, wait, that's what they told me. Uh, (laughs) They told him the equivalent. Only him was, go a little easier on OJ. (laughs) He got fired from Saturday Night Live, ladies and gentlemen, from the news update. Just follow me on this, because he was too critical of OJ. Just pause and think about that. (laughs) So I can't really complain about getting fired from WCPT for being too critical of ROM. You know what I'm saying, D? I mean, anyway. So, um, but way back when, when I first started, after every show, I would go. We were in different studios. So Dennis had the big boy studio where the manly men work the control board. I'm a manly man. I push these buttons and do all these things. And I had like this little studio where just shut up and talk. Okay. Which makes no sense, by the way. Shut up and talk. Anyway, so when I was done with my show, just think about that for a moment. But essentially, that's kind of what they're saying, D. Just shut up and talk. In other words, don't talk about anything meaningful. Well, I heard anyway, that's the so, new slogan of the station, uh, WCPT yeah, 820. <laughs> Shut w- up and talk. <laughs> WCPT, where facts matter. Shut up and talk. Anyway, so after the show, after we're done, I would leave my little shut up and talk studio and walk down the hallway to the big family studio where Dennis would be doing all kinds of things with buttons. And so, do you remember these days, Dan? Sit down and and enjoy a delicious avocado and cheese. <laughs> oh, saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we'd be chit chatting, you know, while he was moving buttons and pushing levers and those are the sounds that the machine made that is and uh and then he would start telling me about norm mcdonald this is 2017 ladies and gentlemen you never heard of Nor? Well, i kind of heard it you never heard of norm mcdonald and then sometimes he would put norm mcdonald on the youtube clips we, that's the first time he started playing me those mm-hmm. Nor. This young man was utterly freaking obsessed with Norman McDonald long before anybody was into him. And so then I got into him and I said, heard them all through Dennis, but you know, and then it kind of like got a little iffy with Norman McDonald cause he, kind of said a few things that were politically incorrect and people got mad at him. So, you know, maybe I didn't admit it that I was at Norm Macdonald bad, eh, Norm, sorry about that, but maybe I went a little underground. <laughs> <laughs> I watched his Netflix special at least three times, one about Hitler's dog or whatever. And, um, and then when he died uh, the, a couple of days ago, I was stunned that there was just such an outpouring of love and appreciation for the guy, particularly from other comics. D And I think what it is is that the other comics realize that he had the guts that maybe they don't have. I don't, he got fired for making jokes about OJ. Wow. By the way, this house is really shaken. I'm not kidding. <laughs> they are dropping some kind of heavy machinery out, out in front of my house. Just sharing it with you. Oh, wow. Uh, anyway. So, uh, I, uh, did a lot of watching of Norm McDonald. uh, uh bits on YouTube and I don't know if you notice this D or maybe because you you felt no compulsion to watch Norm Macdonald after his death because you've seen all these I've been
0: watching like the... uh people talk about like Bob Saget did like a 30 minute video oh, just about yeah. Norm Macdonald.
1: I watched that and just other comedians talking about. Him. Okay, well I yeah, and, uh, I stayed away from those uh, Saget 30 minutes on Instagram. Wow, it was that was intense. Anyway, uh but many I'm not, this is it all comes together, D. This is the brilliance of the Ben Drafski show. It all comes together. Uh, So many of the Norm McDonald bits on YouTube uh, are preceded by 14-second ads for J.B. Pritzker. Did you know that? Oh, my God. Were you aware of that? Holy cow. No, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and it's all the same. Hi, I'm J.B. Pritzker. Hi. What do you think of that? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I got to work on my J.B. And I've seen the same ad like a million times, and I can't remember what it is. And so you know how usually uh, there's that little button where it says skip the ad? You know, before a YouTube bit, if there's an ad, after five seconds, you could skip the ad. And I'm looking for the skip the ad button. And guess what? There is none. (laughs) So, (laughs) JB, I don't know how you got that deal. Anyway, shout out to Norm McDonald, and shout out to Dennis. He was way ahead of the curve on that one. You know, he let the chips fall where they may uh, with his comedy, and yeah, yeah. didn't cry about it. So he got fired for making O.J. Wow. that's uh, Could you go easy on O.J.? Uh, you know, so. All right. Now back to J.B. Pritzker. Okay, here we go.
0: And who says the governor can't deliver a good pun? He also announced that new aviation maintenance school will be opening in Chicago.
2: When it comes to the future of aviation in Illinois, the sky's the limit. (laughs) And And I, for one, am excited to watch the AIM (laughs) campus take the talent, diversity, and strength of our workforce
1: to new heights. Do you think he knew what he was doing? Hey, hold on. The need for aviation maintenance technicians is tremendous. There is a shortage of talent already today in the industry, and that is projected to grow. It is estimated that our industry will need over 130,000 new maintenance technicians in North America and over 600,000 new maintenance technicians globally over the next several years.
0: How dare you interrupt AAR CEO John Holmes,
1: Ben. John Holmes? Okay, not the porn star. (laughs) Okay, I was like, what? (laughs) Guy gets around. (laughs) I think that John Holmes died, by the way, that one I'm thinking of, the porn star. I think he may have passed. Uh, Good, I saw that article. Wait, do you think JB uh, was intentionally. Oh, of course. They wrote that. Those people wrote that. Uh, But uh, JB didn't write it. Some speechwriter, some sometimes headline writer uh, freelancing (laughs) for JB. Anyway, yes, good. I'm glad they're spending money on that. That 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 was a tix, uh, TIFF, a TIFF subsidy. I, I could applaud that. I used to sit there, D uh, years ago at the uh, Community Development Commission meetings, and with some couple other TIF geeks, and, and this the Community Development Commission is a, an entity pointed by the mayor of the city of Chicago, and their job is to literally rubber stamp TIF deals. I, mean, I have I don't believe they've ever turned a TIF deal down or ever. Uh, rejected one it's a it's advisory so they can't actually kill it uh but their recommendation if they i believe if they reject it then it takes more votes in the council to approve it anyway whatever it doesn't matter because they're a rubber stamp they're all appointed by the mayor They, they applaud they uh, they approve the TIF deal. So Michael, Michael Girardi, if you get a song out of this, uh, you're a genius. Uh, I used to sit there with a couple of TIF geeks. We sit through these really boring meetings where all this TIF propaganda would be uh, uh sent out into the world, admitted into the world by the various uh, payrollers at the planning department, telling us how great and wonderful this handout to some corporation was. And the TIF geeks and I uh, would then have our own mini debate. We would listen to the arguments that the propagandists would make for the TIF deal, and then we would decide, if we were on the Community Development Commission, And an unlikely event is that like that would be, because we're not rubber stampers, would we vote for this TIF deal? And D, if you, here's the thing, I was easier than the other guys the other TIF geeks were tougher than me i don't uh, jeremy i'm talking to you out there i don't think you ever approved of that ah, this is ridiculous we don't need this so would i have voted for a tiff deal that gives money to build a uh, a uh like a training facility for the aviation industry yeah i would do it yes i would do i would vote for that uh I, Could have the benefit of helping people who actually need help. Whoa, there's a radical concept in the city of Chicago. We're going to help people who really need help. That's crazy. Mm. So anyway, yeah, that's how I used to spend my time. So I would have voted for this one, I think. Yes, I would have. On Wednesday, he signed the
0: clean energy bill into law.
2: In short, with economic growth and jobs woven into its fabric, this new law is the most significant step Illinois has taken in a generation toward a reliable, renewable, affordable and clean energy future in a generation.
0: What do we have here, Senator Mike Hastings?
2: We have high, increased high heat days. Oh. We have increased global carbon emissions. We have increased extreme weather events. Our world is changing, and inaction would be an injustice for all of us. That's why I'm very proud of this piece of legislation.
1: Well, you know, would I have voted for this? Yes, I would have. But there's parts of this bill, folks, we talked about this last week, D. Ah, just kind of like, like a little handoff to ComEd. You know what I'm saying? A little, a little kicking something over to ComEd. Why are we prosecuting Michael Madigan again? I just throw that out there. The got what they wanted without Michael Madigan's. But I probably would have voted for D uh, anything that promotes anything remotely resembling uh, attacking uh, pollution. I probably would vote for. We're going to have Jen uh, walling while, uh, on next week to talk about it in greater detail. Uh, I'm not a big fan of nuclear reactors. Now, I know what you're going to say, uh, Dennis. You, you're going to tell me a lot of people depend on nuclear, nuclear reactors for their job, their livelihood. That's well, what I was going to tell say. me.
0: That's how, that was exactly it. Uh, uh,
1: and then you're going to say you have, a good, you have a good friend named Homer who has a job in one of these nuclear reactors. <laughs> and <laughs> sure, <laughs> <in March. laughs> Isn't that brilliant that they gave him a job in a nuclear reactor? But I just I get a little nervous with the nuclear reactors. is I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, there was an article in, um, where did I see it? I forget where I saw it. It may have been the New York Times. It may have been the time I got the Wall Street Journal. Remember the time? Oh, that you inadvertently, yeah. You stole, yes. you, you stole your neighbor's Wall Street okay. Journal. Let's just clean that up a little bit. I didn't. It's not like I snuck out in the middle of the night and took it. The newspaper guy inadvertently delivered it to me. You make me look like a petty thief in the night sneaking around. Sorry, sorry.
0: <laughs> sorry. You uh, had the chance to give but, your neighbor the Wall Street Journal, go to his house and give it to
1: him, but you <laughs> decided to go into your house and read it and not bring it up well, at all. But okay. Well, my neighbor probably got my son Times. So I figured it was a swap. You know, they got to read the Beloved Bright one. And they, would lo- they were, I heard a lot of chuckling that day. Yeah. They were laughing at the punny headlines. Oh my God, this is hilarious. Californian dreaming. Uh, anyway, uh, so this there was an article about this plant in um, Greenland. I'm not making this up to you. That's going to suck carbon out of the air. That's how we're going. I go. That's how we're going to deal with climate change. We're going to somebody's going to make money with a plant that just since we can't do anything about putting it the carbon in the air. You know, this just gets this machine. Hold, on, I'm going to do a sound of the machine sucking. <laughs> That's the sound. That was good. So, uh, yeah, thank you. So, uh, I'm like, oh, where can I invest in that? Does Robinhood uh, says, uh, can you get that on Robinhood right now? Anyway, that's um, that's how we're gonna deal with. It. And watch, MAGA will turn against that company somehow or other. MAGA will find a reason to be against that company. And in case if you were wondering if we could stop wearing
0: these stupid masks, face coverings, face coverings. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Gavin. The answer in the state of Illinois is obviously no. J.B. Pritzker says it's still important to mask up in Illinois.
2: They're not standing up for the health and safety of the people in their communities. As you've seen throughout this pandemic, there have been local officials who've been unwilling to stand up for the people of their communities on a mask mandate. It's, It's perhaps now more important than ever as we have our children back in schools. Yeah, but how are the numbers looking? They've subsided a little, not the case numbers necessarily, but the hospitalizations. And so I'm pleased about that. But uh, until they start to come down the other side of this, we can't uh, lighten up on our mitigations. In related
0: news, looks like there's a new anti-mask group in Illinois. Protesters opposed to the state's mask mandates in Glen Ellen have been confronting parents and children each day as they walk into the District 41 elementary school. And if you followed this show for a while, this next piece of news should really come as no surprise. The one leading this anti-mask group, it's me, Dennis. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Obviously <laughs> kidding. It's actually former Republican representative and gubernatorial candidate, the one, the only, Jeannie
1: Ives. Wow. I I've would not, not seen this news clip. You scooped me on this one, Dave. I had not seen this one. That is so twisted. They're confronting parents we took the deep dive with David Ferris on this. So uh, probably going to repeat some of the things that he said, I'm going to steal his great ideas and pretend I came up with them, but I can't believe put aside uh, the uh, health issue here. I can't believe that Republicans think this is a winning strategy heading into the next election, particularly in the state of Illinois, like confronting people who want to wear a mask or keeping School boards, local school boards that want to impose mask mandates, keeping them from imposing them, making a mandate against a mandate. I'm not. How is that a winning strategy? I don't think uh, picking on people has never been a good strategy (laughs) to get people to vote for you. That's a so Norm McDonald. I don't know. Picking on people. By the way, Norm MacDonald about Bill Cosby is hilarious. Just someday folks, just Google Norm Cosby. Norm Cosby. Norm McDonald on Bill Cosby. You love Bill Cosby, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I don't think uh, the hypocrisy is the worst part of it. Anyway, um, so yeah, I I I just don't understand uh why they think I it's I don't understand why they think well it's not good health policy, that's for certain. Uh it can't be good politics, that's for certain. You just look like a bunch of bullies, which is kind of what the Republican Party is, even though they say they're standing up for liberty. And Jeannie Ives. Why am I not surprised that Jeannie... (laughs) (laughs) Jeannie Ives, though, I guess we gotta give her a bit of a shout-out, D, because she probably did as much as anyone uh, to undercut Bruce Rauner in his re-election campaign. (laughs) So... Yeah, well, it wasn't that guy with over
0: a billion dollars that... uh (laughs) It was all her. Thanks. Thanks, Jeannie Ives.
1: Well, she helped. I said helped. I didn't <laughs> Yeah. Remember the, the, the great debate at the Tribune where she kept Oh yeah, uh, this little shithead, like, oh wow, Jeannie's tearing <laughs> into him. Duh, duh. <laughs> That's what, tri- Tribune's getting a little more like liberal in their edit I, I of course was the only one who read their editorials before when they were Lunatic, uh, they were MAGA before MAGA. I they're the only one reading them now, so I'm probably the only one who detected this slight shift to the left. And heavy emphasis on the word slight. But, uh, oh, yeah, the Tribune loved it when Genie Ives went at Bruce Runner. Yeah. <sighs> the issue was abortion rights. Then That was before the pandemic, ladies and gentlemen. Genie Ives thought that Bruce Runner was too liberal uh, on abortion rights she wanted to outlaw abortion in the state of Illinois. Yeah, that's going to really get you. By the way, Terry Cosgrove will be showing up next week. Yes, uh, I believe Tuesday. Don't quote me. Okay, I will not quote you. I haven't memorized the schedule, but I cut a deal with him and he's coming on. He's already told me what he's going to talk about and he's already bossing me around.
0: In other news, the Pritzker Please Reelect Me campaign has mandated COVID-19 vaccinations for workers on his re-election bid. The move is aimed at drawing attention to the differences between his handling of the pandemic and and, well, his Republican challengers who oppose coronavirus mitigation mandates. And Thursday marked the fourth straight day with ICU beds filled to capacity in the state's least vaccinated region, southern Illinois, which is home to more than 400,000 residents,
1: including uh, Dr. D. Well, was home to Dr. D uh, we got to bring Dr. Pamela back, our, uh, downstate physician for Medicare for all the coolest doctor. Uh, it may be the coolest doctor in the state of Illinois. Uh, get her thoughts on mandates, get her thoughts on the, uh, the uh, ICU beds that are filled up. I mean, D, we kind of predicted this was going to happen, didn't we? <laughs> but I mean, I don't want to be right about this. This is not a moment to gloat. Uh, David Ferris, again, stealing from him, uh, had a whole riff about the political fallout between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated uh, and how, in his humble opinion, it at some point it could get really ugly, even uglier than it is uh, with the vaccinated really turning on the unvaccinated. I, I experienced a little bit that, D, uh, when I said some nice words about the bridge lady who died on Tuesday. Or oh, yeah. I said the nice words on Tuesday. <laughs> they oh, ripped into God. you, huh? I, I got it from a few people who will remain nameless, gave, giving me grief uh, that I was sticking up for her. And she, of course, uh, was a lefty who went right, uh, ended up in QAnon country. Uh, she, politically speaking, lost her mind. Uh, she died of COVID related. I think pneumonia eventually did her in, and she became a huge a symbol of resistance on the part of a whole bunch of lunatics and, and uh, assholes. What else to call them? Uh, part of the the far uh, right QAnon movement, including Michael Flynn, uh, the former national security advisor to Trump. Uh, but I, you know, as I said, I have uh, a soft spot in my heart for the bridge lady because I remember when she was uh, championing lefty issues. I remember when she championed uh, me when I got fired from the station, and she uh, was anti-TIF, et cetera, and so forth. So, uh, but I know there's a lot of anger that's growing. And vaccinated against unvaccinated it's it's like a mini civil war, yeah, uh and it's ugly, and I politically have it's hard for me, David Ferris is making projections and predictions about where it's going to go. don't want to give it too much away, gotta go listen to him, say it, but uh, very learned I want talk about the public opinion polls do that show that uh the unvaccinated coming angrier and angrier at the vaccinated, and of course, the vacc—excuse uh, me—the vaccinated becoming angrier and angrier at the unvaccinated, uh, and the reverse has been true from the get-go. Today, Governor Pritzker actually visited my hometown
0: of Alton, Illinois, yeah, to discuss new child care investments. Oh, and about those Pritzker suck signs in almost everyone's yard. Hey, JB, they're talking about some other guy named Pritzker, all right? Don't worry about it. You don't know him. It has nothing, has nothing <laughs> to do really with Pritzker. you <laughs> Completely. Uh, another latest, are they game. still there? Oh yeah, dude, they're still there. Not as they're not as heavy, but they're you can still see them around.
1: <laughs> I don't I don't get that, by the way. I'm sorry, downstaters. I don't get it. I don't I don't I don't know why. That's just brainwash. I mean, see that's where the bridge lady and I began to deviate. I mean, that was one of the telltale remember she I don't know if you remember this, D. She would say, "Ben, I'm not voting for a billionaire." Yeah, I'm like, "What do you? If you like his policies, why don't you vote for him? He's a billionaire." That was so. There may be just such a prejudice. I, I, I don't know. I don't understand that. Pritzker suck. Of all the people in the state of Illinois, think about this: D to say they suck and put a sign in your. I could come up with ten politicians, at least. Before I would put JB, but whatever. I don't live downstate, so I don't get it.
0: All right, more statewide news. Boy, we had a blast last week getting to know our newest Illinois Republican (laughs) gubernatorial candidate. His nickname is Sully, Jesse Sullivan. We played an ad from the gubernatorial hopeful. He mentioned California a bunch. And, well, he had one hell of a suntan, which led us to wonder hey, does this dude live in California? Well, I think we have an answer. It's time for a 2022 Illinois gubernatorial candidate update. <laughs> this this is, is a 2022, 2022 Illinois gubernatorial, gubernatorial, gubernatorial candidate update. update. <laughs>
2: Illinois is a state with a grand history of
1: profound impact on our nation. Not now, JP. <laughs> the cell phone. Sorry, JP. I'm not buying that cell phone thing. Just saying. He loves
0: Illinois. Uh, <laughs> Sullivan's entry into the Republican race for governor last week, one day after reporting more than $10 million in campaign contributions from seven California, Texas, and Colorado donors, drew immediate criticism from his GOP rivals as well. They dismissed him as an out-of-towner supported by big checkbooks of the Silicon Valley city oh, elites. Well... Turns out he does live in Illinois. The following comes from the Chicago Sun-Times and Rachel Hinton. Republican gubernatorial candidate Jesse Sullivan pushed back Monday at characterizations of him as a West Coast Hippie. No, I put that in there. (laughs) West Coast venture capitalist insisting that both he and the business he founded are based in the small central Illinois town of Petersburg. While voting records do show Sullivan has lived and voted in downstate Menard County for at least the last five years, the main location of his business is murkier. Social media accounts and the company's own website list Alter Global as being headquartered in San Francisco or the Silicon Valley. But Sullivan and a spokesman for his campaign said that is primarily for marketing and branding purposes. You see, no one no one wants to buy a business in Illinois. They want to see that California thing. Marketing. Unbelievable. California, <laughs> man. Illinois sucks. California's cool. Documents released by Sullivan's campaign on Monday included a birth certificate. Showing he was born in a Springfield hospital in 1984, as well as proof of his home ownership and taxes paid on the Petersburg home from 2016 to 2020. A review of Sullivan's voting history shows he voted in the central Illinois town of about 2,200 in the last three November elections 2020, 2018, and 2016. He also voted in last year's Republican primary, according to records from the Menard County Clerk and Recorder. Earlier, he also voted. Voted in the 2008, 2010, and 2012 general elections and the 2003 consolidated election in the downstate
1: city. To quote John McEnroe, what a joke. What a freaking joke. D, you hit it on the head. Dude, you're a venture capitalist. You create a company called Alter Global, which is gonna freak MAGA out, Global being in the title. Okay. MAGA's not really into global things. And you created it in San Francisco. So there's no escaping any of that. Now, personally, I am not offended by any of those things. Well, maybe the venture capitalist firm. I'm not big on venture capitalism when they buy up companies, fire everybody, and You know, make more money for the people who own it. Everybody else gets screwed. And then they're against like public subsidies to help the unemployed after they created more unemployed. And then they get their friends to write columns like the ones I've been reading in the New York Times, which say it's not good for the psyche of Americans to give them a tax credit because they feel they haven't earned it. What rich guy has ever turned out a tax credit or a tax handout because he doesn't think he earns it? I've never seen it. I'm sorry on a tangent here, but that was one of the stupidest essays I've ever read. New York Times. New York Times. See, my two days with the Wall Street Journal, it was the second day D I didn't tell you about, but they inadvertently gave me the Wall Street Journal. I read their editorial page. Not one attempt to let the other side have its say, but the New York Times, oh, well, let's hear from the other side. And so, you know, they'll put on some guy who's pro-choice. Like maybe he's, Oh, I think uh, I don't want to outlaw abortion, but let's kick everybody off. (laughs) Let's kick, make them poor. Don't cut the, cut the subsidies to poor people because it just makes them dependent. And then they don't feel good about themselves. Meanwhile, I'll take all my handouts and I'll feel great about myself. The stupid stuff they put out. Anyway, I went on a tangent. So, yes, I don't like the venture capitalist part about your company, but you clearly, obviously, created that company in California. Whether you live there or not, I really don't care. I took a look at the website. It says San Francisco, California. I took a look at the other employees. My guess is none of them live in Illinois. Your own guy said it. Like, that was their justification? Oh, well, we wanted good branding, and being in Illinois would make us look like a bunch of what? dummies (laughs) like like people hey didn't you know Jesse Sullivan that the first cell phone was developed in the state of Illinois is true (laughs) no we want to look cutting edge and hip so we're gonna have a San Francisco based company so then you come in you waltz in and now you're mad because people say "Well, wait he's a San Francisco based venture capitalist no I'm the heartland and I speak with a twang Dude, I, I, I this. Is you asked me what my latest column was about, D? This was my column. Oh, nice. Yes, the quote unquote moderate wing of the Republican Party. Clearly, uh, what this fellow Sullivan is trying to do, Sully uh, is trying to do, is present himself as the moderate alternative to MAGA, which is a really tricky thing to do because in order to get the nomination. And to employ that strategy statewide, you have to win over MAGA. So you have to win over MAGA by saying, guys, I'm going to pretend like I'm not part of you, but secretly I like you. So just vote for me. (laughs) Even though you got DB, Uh, Darren Bailey. (laughs) That's my Darren Bailey imitation, which is a terrible, terrible imitation. I got to say it's getting better. (laughs) <laughs> He's got a higher voice uh, than I always give him credit for. So I don't, I don't know why any MAGA person would vote for Jesse Sullivan. If you got the real deal in the race, it's like voting for Bruce Runner when you could vote for Genie Ives.
0: Yeah, on paper, I bet it, it seems a lot easier. Just don't paint Darren Bailey. You know what I mean? But yeah, when you like go to Alton and all these like you know more downstate areas, like oh
2: wow,
1: okay, this guy has a, more of a following than I thought. Who, DB? Yeah. Yeah. DB's huge in MAGA. I've said it all along. I believe he's the front runner. He is out and out MAGA. He espouses all MAGA. If I'm a MAGA guy, I would vote for DB. wouldn't vote for Jesse Sullivan, Sully. <laughs> right? Did DB take his farm and move it to Bakersfield, California? Hi, I'm Darren Bailey and I have a farm in Bakersfield, but I'm really from Illinois. Ah. Jesse Sullivan, you must think the voters in Illinois are dumb. Well, you know, I got in trouble for saying the voters of Chicago are dumb. So you got to admit, Jesse, they're not that bright if they voted for Rom twice. Not once, but twice. Hey, friends, are you ready for government to dictate and control your lives again? You're one step closer. J.B. Pritzker, our tyrannical governor, just issued more mandates today. Friends, that's not right. That's not what government is about. Government is to inform and educate. We decide. God bless you. Yeah, so Sullivan's like, how do I not sound like that guy? <laughs> that's D.B. That's the real deal. D.B., by the way, feel free to use that line, but got to give me credit for it. Could you imagine if suddenly we became a hit with Mag? The, Can Fancy you imagine Dare if Darren Bailey actually listened to this show? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, nobody talks more about DB than we do. That's true. It's, I mean, up in Chicago, the media market, you talk to most Chicagoans who don't listen to Ben Jarosz, show; they have no idea who DB is. I'm told this because I talk to a lot of people. Don't listen to my show. Wait a minute. You're still doing a show? I thought they fired you. <laughs> well, they did did fire me, but I still do a show. So yeah, so DB people don't really know about DB, but he's huge in Magellan. And Jesse, Jesse Sullivan, you're running in Magellan. You're not running into Page County. And by the way, when Terry Cosgrove gets done with you on the abortion oh issue, boy, watch if out. You are the candidate. Oh my God, have you heard Jesse Sullivan on abortion? No. This is okay. This is a very contested issue. People feel very passionately about it on both sides. I'm very pro choice, so you know the side I'm on. Very passionate about it. Here's Jesse Sullivan. Well, I'm anti abortion uh, and I'm kind of sympathetic to the Texas law, but don't worry. I don't have the votes in the House to do anything about it. Yeah, you just lost. Yeah. What? Who, who is going to be inspired by that? If you're pro choice, you're nervous. Because just because you say you don't have the votes doesn't mean you won't try to get the votes. And if you're Genie Ives, you're like, oh, no, that's not good enough. I want you championing the anti-abortion Texas laws. I, I don't know, man. The moderates, he, and this is quote unquote moderate. This is, this is the moderate. It's more like wimpy. You know, and he's driving that truck in the commercial to make him look really manly and everything. You know, it's that D, Everybody always like, when you want to look really tough. This goes back to that, was it che- Chevy Trucks with Bob Seger? Like a truck. Oh, it's like, <laughs> a rock, like a rock, <laughs> like a rock. Like Edit that out, D. Like a truck. <laughs> Norm Macdonald, hey, uh, I thought it was truck. And uh, yeah, ever since then. Every Republican they wear a little hat John Deere hat I'm driving a truck well, <laughs> Nobody ever rides a bicycle In a Republican commercial Ever noticed that? No,
0: I don't think anyone <laughs> rides a bicycle In a uh, liberal
1: commercial either Nobody, I know <laughs> Hey guys, I'm 13 years bicycle. old Vote for me <laughs> My bike has a bell on it Listen, ring, bing a You know, I really like that guy in the bike helmet I'm gonna vote for him <laughs> Oh, my God. Remember when Barack Obama was pictured with a bike helmet on? Yeah. Foxy. That's just so (laughs) unmanly. (laughs) So, yeah. You you know what? Just think about it. Like, when they do the commercials and they're driving their trucks, what are they saying about you, the voting public? Think about that, people. What are they saying about you? You only, like, like, why are you driving a truck? You're not a farmer. You run a... You're a venture capitalist with a company in San Francisco. What do you need to drive a pickup truck for? Uh, Right? Am I right, D? You should be riding a bike. Do you think anybody at the San Francisco office of Alter Global, you hear that, MAGA? Global. Do you think anybody is driving a pickup truck? They're riding bicycles, D. Bicycles. Be scared. Be very scared. Ding, ding. By the way, uh, Mr. Bike will be a guest on the Ben Jerovsky show, I may have said already. Oh, you mean Just Mr. City State Council? Yes, Mr. City Council. Before that, he's Mr. Bike. Anyway, so yes, so interesting interesting uh, campaign for Jesse Sullivan trying to position himself for the general election to come, kind of overlooking the fact that he has to win over MAGA to get to that part of... The election cycle going to be a really difficult thing for him to do. But you know what? To quote Dennis, money talks. I said $11 million, which is more than DB has. So,
0: oh, yeah, who knows? Who knows? And of course, before we move on to the news in the city of Chicago from the Illinois State Water Survey (laughs) at the University of Illinois Prairie Research Institute, this is Illinois state climatologist Trent Ford. The calendar may show climatological fall, but summer weather has stuck around. Temperatures this past week ranged from the low 70s in northern Illinois to the high 70s in southern Illinois, between 2 and 8 degrees above normal for this time of the year. September's date has been between 1 and 4 degrees warmer than average so far. <laughs> Thankfully, the humidity has dropped since the end of August, so despite the higher temperatures, the days and nights have been much more comfortable. This past week was also quite dry across much of the state. Seven-day precipitation totals ranged from just under an inch in southwest Illinois to less than a tenth of an inch across most of western and central Illinois. A large part of the state, from the Mississippi River along the Iowa border all the way to the Illinois River in central Illinois, has seen less than half an inch. Uncle, uncle, my God. Chicago News, let's talk about it. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Thank God.
2: Science is back, baby.
0: And whatever. And while science may be back, it looks as though really bad ideas from our Chicago mayor haven't gone anywhere. Take this one, for example. Take this idea, for example. Mayor Lori Lightfoot introduces ordinance to allow Chicago to sue gang leaders in civil court. This comes from NBC5 Chicago. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot on Tuesday introduced a new ordinance that would allow the city to file lawsuits and go after gang members and leaders' assets. The ordinance, which the Chicago Tribune reports could allow fines as high as $10,000 for each offense and gives courts the ability to seize any property that is directly or indirectly used or intended for use in any manner to facilitate street gang-related activity was introduced during a city council meeting. The measure was expected to move to the council's public safety committee, but instead, thanks to a procedural move by Alderman, Alderwoman Rosanna Rodriguez, Sanchez, it will instead head to the rule committee, which could delay its potential approval. The measure had sparked concern from some activist groups who say it could unfairly target community members mislabeled as having gang affiliations. Prosecutors in suburban counties have for years been doing something similar by employing the Illinois Street Gang Prevention Act to sue gang members for monetary damages. Uh, I have some audio from the mayor, but we'll wait to play that. Ben, your thoughts on this? No,
1: my thoughts. Uh, listen, I'm. Um, we have no clue. It is clear, and we've never had a clue uh, how to deal with crime in the city of Chicago. And I always say this on this show. I moved here in 1981, and crime's been an issue every year I've lived here. Through mayors Washington, Sawyer, Daly, Rom. Lori Lightfoot and uh, the same story repeating and recycling itself year after year. And it's very depressing when you think about it. That's why I try not to think about it, but I have it easier uh, than my dear friend, Mark Sims. Let's come on the show and talk about how uh, in a high crime area, people have different attitudes about it because they're facing literally the gun. Mark makes fun of me for when I go on my walks at night because he says he can't do it in his neighborhood. Hello. I just think he's lazy. Anyway, sorry, Mark, I didn't mean to say that. Um, so, you NATO, know, I, I I think that Lori Lightfoot has no idea how to deal with crime in Chicago. And clearly, Rahm never thought about it when he was mayor. So, you know, this notion that somehow or other, if you take a gangbanger to court to seize his assets, it's going to stop shooting. First of all, half the time they tell you it's it's like every other thing a mixed message, D. So when there's shootings, uh, heavy shootings, and uh, the murder rate goes up, the number of people go up, you will get read. I'll read articles in the Sun Times and the Tribune where learned criminologists, cops. We talk about how in the old days there was more control over the gangs because they were centralized and there was like a handful of gangs. And now what's happened is that they're decentralized, the gangs. And so there's like mini gangs and there's no commanding boss that keeps them in line. I mean, I I read this stuff. These are the experts. So, okay, so who are you going to sue then? So you for one hand, you're saying the problem is there's no centralized gang authority which would suggest that a powerful, rich person uh, is the cause of the shootings. And now you're saying, well, we're going to sue the central authorities that you just said don't exist. So we're all over the map. And Sharon uh, Mitchell... Who, uh, the public defender for Cook County, was a guest on the show not too long ago, put it best in one of the papers. He said, You're gonna end up stealing, you're, you're gonna end up forcing some, what, grandmother to give up her, what, what, what's the car he said? Camry, I wanna say. And that's true. It's just gonna be another tax on poor people. That's, that's, we love taxing poor people. And then, like, we, the same people who support Lori Life will write editorials for the New York Times saying, It's not good for poor people to get a tax credit because they don't feel good about themselves. They don't feel they've earned it. God, how could you guys write this stuff? I've never seen a run back on this one. I've never seen a rich guy turn down a handout. Do you realize rich guy who wrote that dumbass essay for the New York Times that in the nineteen eighties spy magazine played a trick on Donald Trump? Did you know the story? Damn, I know I no. may have said this to you. Spy magazine, which doesn't exist anymore. I'm showing how old I am by even remembering it. had this deal where they would send out checks to prominent people, rich people in particular, for one penny, one cent. And the thing was, would they cash them? And they would. They make up like, uh, Billy Bob uh, Plumbing Services said, realize, we realize you overpaid by one cent. Here's your check. We apologize. And so they would see who would cash them. Trump cashes his check. <laughs> Proving my point. Don't take anything coming their way. So here we are in the city of Chicago, supposedly an enlightened progressive city that's thinking about helping the people in the greatest need, I know what we will do. Well, we'll we'll sue more poor people. That ought to clean up. That's a. There you go. We'll go sue some poor people. That'll that'll shut them down. There you go. That'll bring the murder rate down. I've seen every dumb idea in the city of Chicago tried when it comes to policing, uh, and I just people keep shooting each other. I don't know. You may want to try something like helping people just throwing that out there as a suggestion, maybe jobs for people. Ah, silly me. Yeah. That's stupid. Just, that's stupid. Yeah,
0: really stupid. <laughs> yeah. You're going to see like 15 year old kids or like just the wrong people, like getting accused. And yeah, like you said, poor people. Yeah. Good call. Yeah, it'll be the
1: mother or the father or whatever of some kid. It, we'll be facing another fine just let's just f- sue more poor people Ooh, there's a good idea suing poor people i don't know Lori lightfoot where you came up with that one but why don't you just let it quietly die and by the way shout out to rosanna rodriguez should be our guest uh later today drop that one over the weekend uh for uh kicking it to the rules committee a lot of guts there because you know the law and order types in the 33rd war are going to be coming after her. Her, her reelection battle will not be easy one day. And they're going to be trying to milk that one. She's weak on crime. And all these North siders <laughs> I believe Lori, they love Lori Lightfoot in the North side.
2: We are proposing as a tool um, in civil courts that gives us the opportunity to go after those gangs that are wreaking havoc. And in particular, take away the profit motive from them by seizing assets that they have been able to purchase because of their violent activity in our neighborhoods.
0: What was that? That's yeah, from d- Fox 32. I just put it my view too.
1: Sorry, Flannery. Uh, Flannery be like, I-, I bet it makes sense to me. Willie Wilson. Sorry my flattery imitation. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. Well, Lori, let's just quietly let that one. Look, if you got the goods on some big shot gangster, if you got the goods, you could sue them already. You don't need a special law. If you got the goods on somebody, if you think somebody's illicit gains enable them to build an empire, you can already go after them. My God, isn't that why Al Capone went to prison in the first place? showing my age here d they got him they got al capone on taxes did you know that ladies and gentlemen yeah they got him for not paying his taxes so i don't know i thought the law already existed no let's create a new law that enables us to make life miserable for people whose lives are already pretty miserable boy i tell you these gang members just aren't showing up for court what's going on
0: (laughs) Like, yeah, they, like, don't care about the law. (laughs) That's
1: true. Oh, my God, where's Norm McDonald when we need (laughs) gangbangers? (laughs) It's a good point. All right. Oh, my Lord, what a city, what a city.
0: All right, and more news from this week's city council meeting, which means it's time for another episode of everyone's favorite Chicago political soap opera. It's episode 746 of A Mayor. And her alderman. A mayor and her alderman.
2: Thank God. Science is back, baby. Well,
0: my apologies. It's actually episode 745. Mm, so sorry. Get it right. We have two topics to touch on from this week's city council. First up, alderman Jim Gardner. I hope you enjoyed your summer because it looks <laughs> like you are headed for quite the fall. Am I right, Ben? Ben? Yeah (laughs) The following comes from The Chicago Sun-Times And who else Fran the Woe Man Spielman Embattled 45th Ward Alderman Jim Gardner Who by the way Kind of looks like A bald T-2000 From Terminator 2 (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Kind of reminds me of him. Uh, He rose on the city council floor Tuesday to issue a rare public apology for the embarrassment caused by his profane, threatening and misogynistic text messages. Remember, in one text exchange, Gardner referred to Alderman Scott Wagaspak's 32nd chief of staff, who was female, as His bitch, And in another text, Gardner calls Alderman Tom Tunney, 44th Ward, the city's first openly gay alderman, by the way. He called him a bitch and adds, fuck him. By the way, yes, although the victim in this situation, Alderman Tom Tunney, opened up his cinnamon roll restaurant to the public (laughs) during the pandemic uh, while telling other restaurant owners in his ward that they couldn't open up their restaurant. All right. Now, on to the apology from Jim Gardner. Gardner said, I stand before this body to offer my sincerest apology for the pain and An insult that anyone has endured as a result. I take full responsibility for my offensive words in those messages. Unfortunately, those comments do not reflect my values or the efforts of our team who work to make our ward a better place. And for that, I'm deeply sorry. I want to make it clear that I have never acted on those rants. However, they should not have been expressed. It certainly was not my intention to demean anyone. Uh, Ben, your thoughts?
1: Yeah. I've uh, we've had this conversation about Jim Gardner, Royal Alderman of the 45th Ward. Uh, we had Ann Emerson on. She is the uh, Finance Committee uh, staffer. Uh, Scott Wagasback's aide, who uh, Gardner insulted. She was a guest on the show. He also insulted Joanna Klonski. He's been a guest on the show many times. Good friend of the show, Joanna Klonski. The key is never acted on these rants. I think, I don't know if rants was the word, but never acted on, uh, it was something he said. And so uh, what they did, somebody got a hold of his texts that he was exchanging with an unnamed uh, former aide, and it's been published on a uh, website, local website, and Black Club has picked it up and run with it. Uh, Give Black Club credit for doing a good job of uh, writing and reporting on this. Uh, and, uh, so it looks as though he had fallen in the habit of texting his just like vilest, most like raw, crudest thoughts, you know, and, uh, like if the name of somebody would come up, he would just spew venom at him. Uh, and so his point is, it's like, well, I was just spewing venom. I didn't really like, so there was residents who said that he wouldn't deliver. He, he like said, no, oh, look. You know, F that bitch, you know, if they try to get like a garbage can. And so he's now saying, well, I didn't really mean that I would speak, seek vengeance. I was just spewing raw vengeance. I don't know. This dude is troubled. It's not the kind of attitude that you want to see displayed by anybody, but in particular, an alderman who does have power over the lives of many people uh, and is supposed to be, you know, an example, a public servant. So it's kind of frightening in many ways. And uh, all of a sudden, I don't know, the FBI coming in on him and investigating him. And the Board of Ethics, I think, is investigating him as well to stand up and read this. It's going to take a little more than that, in my humble opinion, to convince people, you know, that he's not a lunatic. And I'll just repeat this. I say this all the time. The predecessor uh, the gardener, was a gentleman named John Arena. <laughs> yeah. And uh, John got booted out of office because he was supposedly too nasty and mean to uh, his constituents. Hey, 45th Warders. How is how's that done for you? Huh? Yeah. Old St. Arena. St. <laughs> Arena. The Prince of Peace is what we like to call him. He had a temper. Come on, Johnny Arena. You knew you had a temper. Uh, but, um, what is it about the 45th ward? Good God. Uh, there's something about the 45th ward. I guys. mean, that is the ward, uh, technically that
0: fired you. So, I mean, <laughs> what is with the 45th ward
1: for, for the record? Uh, John arena, the alderman of the, uh, 45th ward at the time I was fired, had nothing to do with my firing, <laughs> nothing to do with it. Okay. Uh, but there, man, 45th ward, I don't know. Gotta look in the mirror, 45th Ward. And you're the guy before Arena, Patrick LeVar, what a piece of work that guy was. Oh, Patrick LeVar. <laughs> he was the big machine guy. It's like doling out TIF. TIF deals to anybody who wanted it. Well, any crony who wanted it. So I I don't know. 45th Ward, weird ward. Man. Just saying, guys, just throw that out there people who've elected. I like Johnny Arena, though. I'm on the record. I like Johnny. I'll tell you a John Arena story. 45th Ward is on the far northwest side of Chicago. It does sort of symbolized, uh white people. And it was the ward, I think it was in the 45th Ward, where Harold Washington, when he went to church on a Sunday, because uh, booed, the parishioners booed Harold Washington. Oh, there you go. That's a lot of love in the hearts of the 45th Warders. So John Arena... Uh, was elected alderman and i want to say 2011 don't quote me on that d uh and um i was at this uh the progressive caucus had a uh, budget hearing on the south side at south shore high school and uh this was an alternative budget to a mayor rom and who walked into this meeting with john arena i almost fell out of my chair like the Alderman of the 45th Ward would be on the South side of Chicago. It just was so inconceivable. So I always gave arena credit for uh, taking progressive stances in an area that had traditionally been uh, very conservative, but I don't know. I don't know what Jim Gardner stands for politically and, uh, but his behavior behind the scenes is just atrocious.
0: And finally this week's city's aldermen were faced with a rather unfortunate dilemma whether to accept a nearly 5.5% pay raise for next year that will kick the highest paid among them to a salary topping $130,000. Yes, that will solve the apparent problem of being just a little too drunk with power. More money! You see, that's why uh, they shake down Burger Kings and open their uh, cinnamon roll shops during the pandemic and take advantage of tax loopholes. They need more money, guys. (laughs) (laughs) They're hurting, man. Each alderman had until Sem- uh, September 15th to decline the raise, or else it takes effect automatically on January 1st. It's now September 17th, so let's see what the alderman chose. Five. Five older persons are rejecting a five and a half percent cost of living raise Uh, they have coming to them next year. But the majority of the members of the city council will see bumps in their salary in a few months. The five taking a pass on the raise are a mix of north, northwest and southwest side city council members, all in their first or second Term. Southwest Side Alder Persons Raymond Lopez of the 15th ward. We got Silvana tabarez Ben of what ward? 23rd. Oh, that was a tricky one. And you got it. That was good. I was gonna try and stump you there. That was good. <laughs> Northwest, su- Northwest side Northwest Side Alder Persons, Felix uh, Cardona. Ben of what ward?
1: 31st. My God, you're a dork. And Gilbert <laughs> Viegas, what ward? Oh, and I always get mixed up with that one I, It's a 30 because uh, They switched them around uh, God because uh, Nikki Spazzato is the 38th 36th
0: man that's good and Northside Alderman Ben's Alderman Matt Martin they all turned in Paperwork with the city to deny The pay raise which will kick in January 1st Lopez Cardona and Martin will continue To make $122,304 In 2022 While Villegas will Make another. uh, We'll make one hundred fifteen thousand five hundred sixty, and Tabara's salary will remain at one hundred twenty-three thousand five hundred four dollars. I cannot relate. City budget officials (laughs) did not immediately respond to questions about why the salaries differ. Martin, first elected to the North Side uh, forty-seventh ward two years ago, said not taking the adjustment was quote a personal decision, with the pandemic presenting the sort of financial challenges that it has to uh, so many folks within and outside of government, what is typically something that is a very minor issue, if not a non-issue, has additional significance. Matt Martin said, quote, when I look at my own situation and reflect on the many challenges that my ward and my city have faced, I feel that it's best uh, the best personal decision for me to forego this year's cost of living adjustment.
1: Big fan of Matt Martin. He is my alderman. And uh, I didn't vote for him in the first round, Matt. You know, what? I, I admit it to you all the time. I did not vote for you the first time around, but you won me over. Uh, and uh, he always takes a principled stand. And this is not a really radical ward. This is a increasingly gentrifying upscale. Why I got breweries all around me, D? And there uh, used to be factories when I first moved here and they were converted to breweries. And this is getting a wealthier, wealthier ward as I could show you my property tax bill. So it's a wealthy ward that he represents, and he's usually standing up uh, for progressive issues and standing up for poor people. So I'm a big fan of Matt Murphy. Uh, excuse me, uh, Matt Martin. And um, But uh, I don't know, D, you know, I, I guess I give them all credit, the, the five who uh, turned down the, uh, the raises. I'm probably going to write a comma about this. I could see the comments. It's just... It's like the weird things that Chicago fixates on, you know? You know what I'm saying, D? Mm -hmm. It's like we're fixating about whether this one gets a $5,000 raise or that one gets a $10,000 raise or whether or not, you know. And meanwhile then, oh, $1.2 billion for Lincoln Yards? Here you go. Uh, I'm not embarrassing anybody, but I'm pretty sure that Ray voted for that Lincoln Yards deal. So, I don't know, Raylo. Could have saved a lot of money. A lot of money. You want to help look out, look out for the taxpayers? By not voting for that TIF deal. Pretty sure Viag has voted for it as well. Not sure. I don't think the others were at all. I know Matt Martin wasn't in office when it went down. because It was the last day of Rom's reign. So, I'm just saying we're just kind of a, this is what I'm saying about Chicago. We get these symbolic fights. Will he take the $5,000 raise or will he not take it? Meanwhile, oh, $1.2 billion for some rich guy? Yeah, go ahead, take it. By the way, they're getting ready. There's there's a plan in the South Loop that uh, would build a railroad depot that you never knew you knew uh, as an excuse to have the infrastructure to build some hot skyscraper. That's going to get so much of a subsidy if it goes through. Nobody's talking about that. You know what I'm saying, D? You guys are weird in Chicago. You know? Like, just this is a kind of connection. You guys really go for the symbolic stuff. Like, will your alderman take a $5,000 raise? That's really important. Or, let's sue some gang member. You know? I don't know. I I, I don't get it, D. But I do know this. All right. This will be an issue in the next election as people run against the the alderman who took the money. You watched, D. I wouldn't have taken, he raised your taxes to get a raise, 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 raise. Uh, by the way, I want to give a shout out to Byron Sixel Lopez. I got a uh, press release from him. He claims in the press release... Uh, and I don't think he's lying, I think Byron's a truthful guy, that he took the raise and he gave it to his staffers. You see this, thing? I just saw this before I came on the air. Weekend. No. Yeah, he took the raise and he's giving raises to his staffers, uh, which, you know what? That's a cool thing. Yeah. That's a cool thing that you did, Byron. You know, that staffers live in Chicago. They don't make a lot of money. They make like 50 grand. And uh, I'm sure they work hard. They're the ones who answer all the phone calls. There's a pothole on my street that must be fixed right away. Hurry up. And it's the staffer that answers that calls and delivers the message. So shout out to you, Byron Sixer-Lopez. Once again, my Democratic Socialist, uh, Alderman D, leading the way. Uh, So good job, Byron Sixer-Lopez.
0: Now, have you seen what Rob Lagojevich said about this?
1: Did, uh, did not see that, but uh, tell me what he said, and I'll give you my thoughts on it. All right. Our former Illinois governor took to Twitter uh, about the
0: recent Alderman Ray's news. Uh, two tweets here. He says, Chicago, less in four police, uh, more money for socialists. They defund the police, but increase funding for themselves. All five socialist members of the Chicago City Council are getting a 5.5% pay raise, and they all are taking it. Less money for the police, more money for socialists. Socialist politicians, And then he puts in all caps, do they deserve a pay raise? Nearly 3,500 people shot, nearly 600 killed, a record number of children shot, and the Chicago City Council just gave themselves a 5.5% raise. And the five socialists, they are all taking it
1: yeah uh well one of them uh, uh governor buguevich uh, just you may want to send a correction here is not literally taking a virus lopez is giving it to his staff i don't can you imagine if rob buguevich were to issue a correction a clarification here by the way so let me just point something out uh rob buguevich uh former governor of the state of illinois did low what was it uh eight years uh and then was uh let go uh out of federal penitentiary thanks to uh Donald Trump, and then he's become Donald Trump's uh, leading cheerleader in the state of Illinois. I would argue, I have argued that if he were allowed to run for governor in the Republican uh, primary, he would be victorious. I believe he would beat Darren Bailey and he would definitely mop the floor with Jesse Sullivan. Uh, and he has moved far to the right, as you can see. Uh, but what he won't tell you is that his uh, he owes absolutely everything he ever gained in politics to a man named Richard Mel, who is a former alderman of the 33rd Ward, former committeeman of the 33rd Ward, who stepped down as alderman to turn things over to his daughter, Deb Mel, who is Rob Bukovic's sister-in-law. Are you following me on this, people? All right. Uh, and uh, the 33rd Ward is now represented by alderwoman Rosanna Rodriguez-Sanchez, who will be a guest on my show in a little while. Uh, she defeated Deb Mel in a very close election, and that ousted the Mel's. Uh, from uh, power in the 33rd Ward before then. Um, Dick Mel was ousted by uh, in the uh, runoff for uh, uh, committeeman D. Do you remember who defeated AG for AG? Aaron Goldstein. Yes, AG. The meanest three Richard point Mell. shooter in all of Albany Park. Very good. Yes, played for Lane Tech uh, coming off the bench. Aaron Goldstein for three. So, anyway, so Dick Mel. Uh, so, when Rod Bukwevich sends out this uh, text blasting um, Democratic Socialists, he's gearing up for the Mel uh, resurgence. They're going to run someone against Rosanna Rodriguez Sanchez. Wait, you think he just did this for the hell of it? Come on, Chicago, wake up, smell the coffee. So, yeah, the Mel clan, maybe they'll run Buguevich against Rosanna Rodriguez-Sanchez. Maybe they'll run Buguevich, but it'll be someone supported by the Mel's and Rob Buguevich, uh running against Rosanna Rodriguez-Sanchez. And that they're going to combine it to cut some police, more police and less money for aldermen. That'll be their um, their campaign. <laughs> what a city. And Rob Lekovic will be leading the charge, and people in the thirty third world. Well, you know, Benny has a point. So I just wanted to do a little annotation of that Rob Lekovic text, or no, it was a tweet. Excuse me, it wasn't a text.
0: And uh, my apologies for the delay. Aaron Goldstein for three. Oh, <laughs> Benjirovsky gets the rock. Oh my God, he misses. HG <laughs> <H-E> for three. <laughs>
1: Good man, Aaron Goldstein.
0: And that is it. Oh, wait, hold on. Our uh, dear, dear friend, Mike Girardi, whose music you can find at Mike Girardi, G-E-R-A-R-D-I, Bandcamp. Just look that up. You will find several songs themed after the ben Jarofsky show uh he has a new song we played it earlier we played it in the beginning of the show michael maybe i'll play it uh, uh when we go out here as well but uh he asks hey please he tuned in late and he said please tell me i did not miss the illinois crop report well michael Girardi, <laughs> do not fear my friend 33 percent of acres were dropping leaves compared to 19 normally soybean conditions declined from last week and were rated 11 percent very poor to poor 28 fair and 61 percent good to excellent Wait there's more. For corn, 93% of acres have reached the dense stage or beyond. 51% of corn acres have reached
1: maturity compared to 37 normally. Corn harvest is now 1% complete. Maturity. Maturi- I know. This dude, man, he's got great enunciation. Dropping leaves. D, that's a downside. Well, help me out with dropping leaves. What does that mean? I don't know what the hell that means. Dropping <laughs> leaves? Is it like trees? I don't know. What do I know? I'm not a... You know farmer but uh, anyway I really love that report and uh, yeah Thank you Michael Girardi for reminding us Yeah heads what would have rolled at the uh, Ben Jarofsky show had not, that is not
0: No kidding all of our <laughs> cr- All of our crop heads would have been like what the Hell I'm done listening to this show uh, but that is our program, guys. Remember, you can download previous Ben Jarofsky shows, Benny J bonus interviews, and so much more. Uh, over a million downloads, by the way, guys. Go check it out, uh, chicagoreader.com forward slash Jarovsky, or wherever else you download your favorite podcast. You can always send us an email, Show at gmail.com. Uh, tell us what's on your mind. You can reach us on social media at bennyjshow, B-E-S-H-O nny the letter j show for some reason i forgot how to spell your name b-e-n-n-y the letter j show on facebook twitter and instagram and you can call this program it's true 708-658-4788 that number again
1: 708-658-4788 we'd love to hear from you all right, outstanding job. Uh, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, the pride and joy of Alton, Illinois. Uh, and uh, as David Ferris, David Cloets, and Rosanna Rodriguez Sanchez, who will be our bonus guest this weekend, what a lineup we have, ladies and gentlemen. Back home in on. they call him Dr. D. Give yourself a raise. Yes, give yourself a raise. Take it out of petty cash. Have a great weekend, everybody. friends are hey friends are you ready for government to dictate and control your lives again you're one step closer JB Pritzker our tyrannical governor
2: thank God thank God.